I'm Ashley Aiken. And I'm Chris Cerna. The wedding industry has unintentionally perpetuated a culture of chasing perfection at the cost of your relationships and mental peace. We know this because we've spent a combined 16 years photographing weddings. Together, we dive into the silent struggles of the modern engaged couple, like you. Our goal is to empower you to pop that perfection bubble, embark on the journey of self-awareness, forge your own wedding planning path, and and ultimately ultimately cultivate cultivate a healthy healthy and and thriving marriage. marriage. you've been feeling like your life has been extremely hectic, overwhelming, so fast-paced, just constantly, constantly moving, if you feel like you've been drowning in wedding planning in your career or your schooling or your family obligations, then today's episode is going to leave you feeling hopeful, refreshed, and actually with some tools to put in your toolbox to be able to move forward. Today, Ashley and I are going to be interviewing Mackenzie Chris, a local photographer here in Wichita, Kansas, who is just simply, I guess the best way that I could describe Mackenzie, uh, we kind of talk about this in the episode, and it's funny because she she actually is like, man, people who know me would never describe me as this, but um, I would describe Mackenzie as someone who is like, peace is just drawn to them like when you and and actually in this interview it's really funny because this is the first time that i've officially met mckenzie um but i followed her on instagram and i always keep up with her stories and she's just someone who radiates like peace i don't know what her enneagram number is we didn't talk about that but as someone who's a nine who's like thing that i long for the most in life is peace She is someone that just radiates that. And so um, we have her on to talk about that. And we actually had one direction that we thought the conversation was going to go. And and this one word gets brought up and it kind of takes over the whole interview. And we end up talking about the word margin. And if you've never heard of the word margin, uh, I just want you to think about a book. And so that's probably what you'll think about. Books have margins. And so margin is just the little space on the top of the book, on the bottom of the book, the uh, the left of the page, the right of the page. It's really of the page, not the book necessarily. But they're the spaces that run on the outside edges of the page. And so this is margin. It's it's not using up the full page. It's, It's extra. It allows your eyes to have kind of some breathing room. And so we end up getting on this topic about margin and how important important it is that we live our lives not basically uh, using every ounce of time that we have, every second of time, and jamming it pack with uh, just anything, really anything. And so we get on this huge topic of margin, and there's so many just little tidbits that are sprinkled in here. Mackenzie talks about wedding planning, and she talks about some things that you know she wishes she wishes she would have incorporated into her day. Uh, we also get on the topic of boundaries, and if you listen to our episode with the Kansas City therapist Greta Strickland, we also talked about boundaries on that episode. And so it's so cool to me to see these reoccurring themes that keep coming up in episodes. And so we get on the topic of boundaries, and Mackenzie has so many different book recommendations, and we talk a little bit about rhythms. And I won't unpack all of that here uh, today. Day, but I want you to know that this is an episode that I think is going to be extremely beneficial um, to anyone and everyone, super practical. So get ready to listen, and here is our interview. Mackenzie, we are so excited to talk to you today. Thank you so much for joining us. How are you? I am good. I am so glad to be here. Yeah, Ashley and I have been We're super so excited. Happy to have you. Yeah. Yeah, to have you on. And so today's kind of a, a little chaotic and hectic day. Uh, I'm in Kansas City. Ashley's getting ready to go to Houston. And there's all the chaos around us. And so we definitely needed to talk to you, like the queen <laughs> of calmness and just peace. And just... we're going to be talking about all of that stuff today. Uh, our lives are a little chaotic. And so, um, man, we're just stoked to have you on to talk about this. Me too. I am so passionate about this subject. I cannot wait. I I have a lot of learning to do, but you know, over the past six months, I've done a lot of reflecting and journaling and digging into this. So 
perfect topic. When Ashley reached out, I was really excited. Yeah, it's really cool. I was telling them before the po- we've started recording that I had reached out to a couple of people who know Mackenzie and follow her on social media and asked them, like, what do you think of when you think of Mackenzie Chris? And it was a unanimous, without knowing, response of intentional, calm, peaceful. And Mackenzie, you were saying that that's not how it's always been. You haven't always kind of had that energy about you. No. And it's so funny because I'm sure when my family and friends listen to this from, you know, my past life, so high school, college, they're going to be like, Mackenzie, Chris, calm. No, that's not (laughs) the Mackenzie we know. Um, But I actually six months ago, just quit my corporate job. um, And I stay home with my baby girl. And I just wanted to learn how to live a more intentional life. And I'm a very positive kind of, I have a lot of energy. And so sometimes that (laughs) is a bad thing, especially when I think when I had my baby girl that really um, opened my eyes to how I wanted to live life. Um, And so I'm just a lot more intentional and trying to learn along the way for sure. What did you do before, like in your corporate career? What was your career? Because you've how, you're also a photographer. I don't know that we've mentioned that yet, but you're a photographer. And so tell me how long you've been doing photography and then what you did in your previous career and then just kind of that little timeline. Yeah, for sure. So um, I was an accountant and kind of accounting finance. Um, I graduated from Fort Hay State and then did an internship here in Wichita and loved it. I loved the corporate world. I loved the competitiveness. I loved the structure um, and the professionalism, but I had a lot of student loan debt that was just kind of lingering over me. So I started doing photography on the side to get that paid off. And And about how long ago was that? um, I, four years ago is when I started photography. Yeah. And so I was working two jobs, actually. I was working every single day through the week. And then on Saturdays I was shooting weddings and then, mm-hmm. and then evening Sundays were engagement shoots. You guys know the drill. And then every yeah. single evening I was editing. And so yeah. it was a lot. <laughs> that was my life. So it, yeah. it was not a lot of free time for yourself or your family. And no. I, what this is, this is pre your daughter. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. So this is pre-daughter. I had no time for family and friends. And I, like I said before, I have a lot of energy. And so I was just like determined, this is all I'm going to do. And I'm going to get this debt paid off. Um, Ended up falling in love with photography though. And so just six months ago, I took another course in life. It was very nerve wracking. Um, And I walked away from my corporate job and I'm doing photography full time. So so what, so was it the, just the busyness and the constant like doing and the not being able to maybe spend as much time with your family as you wanted? Is that what like caused you to take the leap or what was it that finally pushed you to the edge that you were like, you know what, we got to make this change? I think it, there was definitely like this tug inside of me. I, I look at the people that I look up to or who inspire me. And those type of people are the ones that take the time to work on themselves they're not constantly busy. You know what I mean? And so I always would feel inspired by that. I wanted to do that. I knew that wasn't the life that I was living. And then of course, just having my baby girl made me change directions for sure. I knew I needed to change something. And so it was definitely, you know, having more free time, having more time to spend with my baby girl for sure. I think that so many of our listeners can relate to having like just a lot going on in your life, you know, just in America, like we tend to live really busy lives. We uh, very rarely live mm-hmm. life with margin. And I think we talked about this very early on. Oh in my gosh. Season, did Ashley. you just bring up margin? I am reading a book about margin right now. And it's yeah. amazing. I, Ashley, do you remember talking about margin very early on in the, in the podcast? Not at all. No, I'm literally mind blown that you guys both know this word. And I'm like, yeah. well, if you, so if you look about, if you think about margin a lot of times their people's minds go to books right because there's there's space on the edge of the books well if we look at like our lives a lot of times we don't 
like we will fill every inch of time that we yep. have. So think of like your time as, as margin and stuff like that. And so, um, I, I can just imagine like we've tried to be really intentional with freeing up some time in our day and things like that so that we're not just going from thing to thing to thing to thing, which leads to burnout in like a lot of areas. But Mackenzie, I'd yeah. love to hear, I'd love to hear your thoughts on margin or just in any of that topic or anything like that, because I think so many, especially when couples are planning, especially when brides are like neat neck deep in it. A lot of times they're going to school, they're working a job and they're trying to plan while also keeping their relationship, you know, the reason that they're getting married going. And so it, sometimes I think during wedding planning, it feels like there's very little time for anything else. Oh, yes, absolutely. And I'm so glad you brought that up because I'm actually, I had a follower, Instagram follower message me this margin book. I'll have to send it to you guys. Oh, for And sure. it is so, it's so inspiring and it's so eye-opening because in the world we live in today, it's full of distractions. We're always filling time with something. If, if we have any free time, we're either scrolling or we're working on something else and we're trying to do, do, do. I think that's just the world we are living in today. And what I'm finding is, um, you know, boundaries are key to kind of living. We, we, as humans, we thrive with like structure and rhythms. And what I mean by that is like, when we, you know, when we're in school, when we're younger, we have like these set agendas and we know what that day is going to bring. And we're kind of in rhythms. And then you go out to the real world and it's like, okay, you know, you can make your choices. And I feel like what I'm learning through this whole process. And even with wedding planning, I think that could help with kind of that overwhelming feeling is not being afraid to set boundaries. If there's certain goals that they want to accomplish with their wedding or their wedding planning, um, having those boundaries is really important. So like, for example, you know, I want to, I want to work out every single morning. Well, if in order to do that, I have to create boundaries to what time I go to bed at night. And that's not uh... a lot of times those boundaries are my phone. Like, I'm just going to be honest with you. If, yeah. and I found that in my personal life for sure. And so I think just having that point of view and that thought of, you know, I know this is where I want to head. This is where I want my wedding planning to go. These are my priorities. Having those boundaries set up so you can succeed will help make that so much more smoother. I kind of went off on a tangent there. Sorry, Chris, on the no, margin thing. Oh, no, that's good. That's oh, really good. I'm loving it. I'm like kind of soaking it up for myself. And I'm thinking even you guys like talking about margin and boundaries I I mean I'm getting ready to and prepping to go out of town and every single minute of my day is full and like there is zero margin for literally anything and thinking of that leading to burnout and boundaries of how like you know putting yourself to bed it reminds me of like have you you've probably heard of this um time blocking yeah and like when you do time blocking you they relate it to like a school bell when we were the bell would ring you'd be done with that class and then you'd have like this little break and then the bell would ring again and you'd go to class again and how we thrive so well in environments like that but then you become an adult and they're like hey you have freedom and you look forward to all this freedom but then like our lives all fall apart and we don't chaotic (laughs) it's chaotic you know and I feel like with chaos comes anxiety and all of those uneasiness feelings. And it's definitely something you have to practice. It's nothing that sadly, I I feel like it doesn't come naturally. If we're like, okay, we have this full day to get this task done. We usually wait and we usually all procrastinate until those that last hour, you know, actually real quick. I just want to go back because you were like, you're kind of just soaking it all in. So when you think about margins, like, you know how like you are real big on having like breathing room between text on websites and on copy and things like that. Like you don't want it to be super crunched because it's, it's really busy. It's hard to process at all. That's like, we're creating those margins between the words so that we can go like between the next thing, the next thing. And Mm -hmm. so our lives, they look like, you know, five pieces of copy just smushed together and fully taking up all the space. Like there's, there's nowhere for us to, to really go with that there's no margin in the way we live today, which is actually if my life was a website. It would be very hard to digest. I 
that's killing my soul right now. You know, it's a good way to look at it, though, honestly. That's yeah. such a good way. And so I, I love that we're we're diving into this topic because I think we're getting on this this kind of thought process of just our lives and just kind of the status quo with if we go through our normal lives. And I'm speaking from a purely, uh, I guess, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a... What's that word? Like a not a stereotype, maybe a stereotype. I guess the stereotypical day that someone in America would have would be they wake up, let's say they have kids. So they wake up, they feed their kids breakfast, they eat their breakfast, and normally they're running out, you know, into their car to, to drop their kids off at school. They barely make it right on time to drop their kids off at school, and then they're running from dropping their kids off at school to getting to the office, and then they're at the office, and then they just make it in, and then maybe they spilled their coffee on them on the way in, and then they're working, 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 and guess what? They don't have time to eat lunch, and they work right through lunch to try to catch up, and then they like go all the way, and then they get out of work. Okay, it's 5 o'clock. They go pick up their kids from the babysitter, and then they pick them up dinner and McDonald's on the way home, and then they get home, and then they feed them, and then they have time to eat something, and then by that time, it's like 6.30. It, like, yeah. that sounds stressful, That's, doesn't it? Yeah. Like, but all of it sounds stressful. think about that with wedding planning, too, though. A lot of people are like, they don't leave any time to just sit and reflect and think about truly, like, I, I guess we can go back to when I was wedding planning in that situation with that example, Chris, yeah. for me, it's, it was like, you know, all I want, I was just go, 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 go all the time. I wasn't very intentional about it. I didn't leave any room to ask me myself the harder questions, like who, who means the most to me right now? And who's going to mean the most to me? How can I incorporate them in the day? Like, I didn't think about any of those things. Yeah. And I feel like if we had more margin or we allowed more margin in that planning, it would allow for more of those real moments and feelings to come into the wedding planning. You know what I mean? Yeah. How would you recommend someone like allow more time for margin? So if somebody's just hearing about this for the first time, like me, like what is something that I could do to give myself that boundary? Like, where can I start so that I can allow for more margin and ask myself those questions? Because I'm sure someone's listening to this and they're going, oh, I'd love to have some margin, but it sounds beautiful. I just don't have time. Like, I, I don't have time. My schedule is jam-packed. Like, their schedule is some variation of going back to back to back all day. Like, what yeah. advice would you give to them? I think, I think really reflecting on the future, but also taking the time to just list your priorities and like, how am I going to incorporate these priorities in my life or on my wedding day and focus on those first and make sure anything else that's taking up your time, maybe just kind of push to the side a little bit, not work obviously in kids and family, but you know what I mean? Like social media, Netflix. Oh my gosh. Yes. Okay. So a challenge that I'm currently doing, that's actually been extremely hard. We all have iPhones. Well, not everyone, but a lot of people have iPhones. The screen time app is insane and so sickening. And so my challenge this whole month has been, you know, I want to spend more time on my Peloton or my fitness app or my reading apps, um, than social media. And it's just been you know, you can spend four to five hours a day on social media, but then at the end of the day, you're going, you're going to say, wow, I have no time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Where did my day go? Right. And so I think it's just honestly having those moments to just get real with yourself, which is what I've been doing these past six months from, you know, walking away from my corporate job. It's been, there's been a lot of journaling and reflection and not being afraid of, um, just, you know, sitting there in quiet and just listening to your thoughts, because I feel like anymore me, when I was go, 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 I was really afraid of what actually I might be feeling (laughs) in that moment. So that's kind of my advice for that. Yeah. So you have mentioned journaling a couple of times. So 
how did you get started journaling and what do you feel like journaling does for you? I feel like that's something that we hear back when we were, you know, in like fourth grade and we would like journal in our diary. And I've journaled before. I've done, what is it called? Like morning minutes or morning? Yeah. I can't remember what that's called, but it's like 15 minutes in the morning and you just like fill the page with any and every single thought that comes in your mind and you do it for like 15 minutes, I think. I don't remember. I don't remember a whole lot, but yeah, I, I think- do remember it being impactful. But what's your take on it? That's so funny you asked me that because I actually do not journal in the way that you would think most people journal, like with pen and paper. A lot of times I do voice notes on my phone. And so I'll just, you know, either I have some idea or I have something really heavy on my heart that I don't know how to deliver or something that's really stressing me out. I'll open my voice note app and I'll record myself and then label it and come back to it at a later time. Wow. <laughs> I think I, I would feel like really that would work that. for you. Yeah. Yes. I was like, cause you're a talking processor. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I just have to like, a lot of times, so if I'm faced with a problem and those of you who maybe feel like you are a verbal processor, like if I'm faced with a problem, I don't necessarily need someone to help me arrive at a solution. Although I think I do a lot of times I'll explain, I'll be explaining someone to something, trying to get them to help me. And then it's in explaining it and like processing it out loud that I come to the solution. So I can see that being really helpful for verbal processors to journal in that way, like using their notes app. That's really cool. Yeah, it's very different than what you see a lot. I mean, I do believe writing it down and seeing it is a whole different ballgame. I mean, I think it definitely helps. But I had just found that it's been hearing my, if it's something that I'm afraid of. So even for a wedding situation, for example, a lot of times if you just say it, what you're afraid of might happen. It's truly, it honestly just helps you think, okay, wow, this, the likelihood of this happening Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or like saying that out loud yeah. sounds really silly now that I've Nick, yes. cause you didn't catch yourself saying that when you tell somebody and you're like, okay, well now that I said that out loud, it sounds dumb. Well, and then yeah. especially imagine if you come back to it an hour later and like, listen to yourself, your voice saying what you're going through. Like I could see that being pretty mindset shifting to yeah. go back to it and hear your own voice. And you're like, wow, I really thought that. Or like maybe you just have some different take on it now that you heard yourself say it. Yeah. And yeah. I, I think the most impactful thing for me in my life personally is just being aware of like what feeds my energy and what drains it. And it's different week to week. And so I'll kind of Chris go like do the voice notes and then reflect back on them. And yeah. it's just interesting to see how all that changes time over time. So, so what made you start doing that? Um, I kept getting these creative ideas and I think we all know we're all creatives, but with Instagram, they would just randomly pop into my head and I didn't have time. I was either driving usually, and actually it's funny you said this because yesterday you said that's when you're creative too. But when I'm driving, that's when my mind works. And so I can't obviously just be on my phone texting. So I just voice note it and I'll, I'll always go back to them. So it's just been really helpful in my life for sure. So I want to, I want to take a little, go back to kind of what we were talking about. We were talking about some things earlier, um, but we were talking about margin. And so there's two different things that I want to hit on when talking about margin, because Ashley, you had like thrown out the question and you said, like, how, like, how does, I'm real big on trying to answer the how for people. Maybe this is like past experience, past ministry, pastor experience for me, but like, I always want to help people know like what to do with the information that they're getting. And so when I think of margin, I think a really helpful exercise that someone can do is to take a notepad and paper and like write out your schedule, like your daily schedule, the things that happen every day, the things that happen bi-weekly, the things that happen monthly. And it's, and think of it in the sense of a budget, right? You got to finance, you know, background. (laughs) And so list it out like a budget. And we only have so many hours in a day. And I think if you begin to look at it that way, and there are some things like some non-negotiables, like you have your job, your work, your nine to five, or whatever your hours are. Like, obviously that's a non-negotiable and you have to do that every day. But maybe there are other commitments that you'll see that you have, like, um, like one of the things, like I just said no to doing a podcast with 
that had been going for five years, and we decided to, even though it wasn't a huge time suck, it was an area that we found ourselves like, wow, if we get rid of this, we'll get back five hours in our month. Um, and so that may not seem like a whole lot, but that's five hours. Like that's, yeah, that's a decent amount of time that we'll get back. Um, but I think people will start to see those things in their budget. Like, or you may see something like, Ooh, I'm giving X amount of time to this Bible study. That's no longer fruitful for me. Or I'm giving X amount of time to this play date, uh, group that I'm a part of with local parents in the neighborhood. That's just a gossip thing. And it's not really beneficial for me either. So I think you can just start, you'll just start to see things in your life that like, wow, this was good at one time and maybe now it's not. Um, and then thinking Chris to go off of that, thinking about breaking those down to, okay, does this inspire me or does this drain me? And then making those decisions to transform that. This reminds me of this TikTok that I just saw the other day. TikTok Ooh. teaches you so much. It really so does. Much. Oh my goodness. But it, it's about fuck bucks. So <laughs> I, I sent a response back and I was like, oh my God, fuck bucks. I love this. So essentially her therapist was like, okay, you have so much decision-making slash like energy a day when that energy is gone that energy is gone and it doesn't roll over to the next day so we're going to call it fuck bucks you have this many fucks to give in a day once you've <laughs> ran out of your 100 fuck bucks you have zero left over they don't carry on to the next day you start over with 100 the next day so whenever you're walking through life thinking to yourself like is this something that i'm going to give a fuck buck to and then if the answer is no like, you know, that's just a limited amount. And or how many fuck bucks is this going to take for me to like manage through this? And that, that kind of like reminds me of that. Like, is this worth it for me? Right. It was really, it was a really yeah. interesting TikTok. And but see, now I look in my life that way. <laughs> <laughs> so it. you're only taking a limited amount of fuck bucks with you to Houston. Yeah, right? just a limited. Yeah, yeah literally. Yes. <laughs> It, it, the interesting thing behind this is that like all that that practice is doing is that's just mindfulness. Like you're just becoming aware of, of what that, and it's so funny how we can take things like that and we can repackage them and maybe make them a little, like have some humor to them or just some different verbiage. Yeah, like and, yeah. and, but it's the mindfulness is what it is. Like you become aware of something and your mind is like, wow, do I really want to give my time, my energy, my emotions to this thing? Um, and like that goes hand in hand, I think with what we're talking about, like with your budgeting and your margin, like we all have a decision to make, but I think when we get in the rat race of life and we get like in the grind, we don't have time to think about what we want to give our energy to because yeah. you have to stop and you have yeah. to like assess. So Mackenzie, going back to you, you made this decision. You decided to step out of your corporate job. What did you do? Like, did you have some like reassessing time frame period oh, that man. you went through? Because obviously you could have stopped the corporate nine to five and jumped into the creative wedding photographer, you know, all day. There's not yeah. a nine to five. It, it can be all day. Like that could just as easily could have taken over and dominated oh, your yeah. schedule. So what did you do to make sure that that didn't happen? Oh, wow. That's a really good question. And actually, I'm not going to lie. The first three months of doing, like when I did this whole big life changing path change, um, I actually was really bad about it. I was really bad at time management. I didn't know this about myself. Um, but what I actually did is to make sure that I didn't kind of go back the other direction is I scheduled, I have two days a week that I work. So that's where I grind out. I've all saw my that. I've, saw, I've seen you yes. talk about that on social media. Yes. And I use this little um, time timer that I got off Amazon and you just put your time and it kind of clicks down kind of like what we were just talking about. I'll send you the link. Yes, <laughs> That was please. the coolest looking thing I've ever, when yes, I saw that the was, red you, show Did up. you see our, our eyes light up? <laughs> so you know how usually it, it shows you how much time you completed this time, this time timer actually tells you how much time is left. So it's, it works backwards. Yeah. It's actually really interesting. The psychology behind it. Um, yes, please whoa. send us that. Send us those. You have lots of links to send us. 
I have lots of links. I have lots of book recommendations. Um, and so I had to buy that because I actually was this thing here. I had to turn off all my notifications on my phone. I have my, I had my husband set my passcodes to my, um, to unlock my timers for social media. So on your iPhone, you can actually set locks if you're over time limits. Um, oh my gosh, this is genius because I have time limits set, but I set the them. password. So I just like <laughs> put in my own. Password. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, my husband sets those and he does not budge, which is actually sometimes very frustrating, especially as a business owner. You're like, you don't understand. Um, so two days a week is when I do all my editing, all my emails, all the things. And then Saturdays I shoot weddings and then Monday evenings I do engagements. And then after that, I try to, I, so the two days that my daughter is at daycare, I make sure I get everything done so I can have an open free mind because my worst fear, honestly, is her growing up and moving out someday and me being like, wow, what just happened? Where did that go? Where did that yeah. go? Cause yeah, that's what being, I always hear. Being so. a parent changes you in that aspect. Like, yeah, it just, you so the thought that I always have, so the thing that I'm constantly telling myself and I'm, I try to, for me, I think the biggest thing is like, I, I need to like watch. I try to be intentional with how I communicate with my children, the tone at which I do it, yeah. the words that I choose, all of that stuff, because everybody has like a spiel that they give about their parents. So like, if someone says like, what was your mom like? Or what was your dad? Like, you know, for me, I always say my dad provided for us uh, financially, and we are very well mm -hmm. taken care of financially, but like on the emotional aspect, not very, not so much. So he, right. he was a provider, but not necessarily like giving us the emotions and stuff that we need. Not a bad guy by any means whatsoever. Loved us, you know, great dad, mm -hmm. but, but everyone has that narrative with, with their parents. So for me, I always ask myself like, what's that narrative going to be with my kids? Is it going to be, my dad was always at home, but he never had time for us because he was working in front of his computer or he was mm -hmm. editing or he was this or he was that. Yeah. And that sounds That's where kind boundaries of come in, negative you know? to think about, you know, but mm -hmm. I think sometimes it can be helpful to address, address those fears. So oh, yeah, absolutely boundaries, because this word keeps being brought up and yeah. I, we just had an episode a couple episodes ago with episode 42. I just looked it up. Greta, the KC therapist, um, and she, we talked a ton about boundaries and relationships. So can you talk to us about boundaries that maybe you had to think through when, as you're navigating this process? Because you talked about like, well, if you want to go and you want to do this, so for instance, if you want to work out every day, then you have to set the boundary on the front end, which is like going to bed at a good hour. Yes. And to get it and to relate it to wedding planning too, and going back to how I wish I would have had boundaries, wedding planning, looking back at how I was wedding planned five years ago, which, wow, um, I just was all over the place with wedding planning. And it definitely showed on the day. I mean, it was a beautiful day, but like no day of planner. My mom wasn't present for anything because I had, and you guys already had an episode for that. And I'm very passionate about that situation with including those that are special to you. I feel like boundaries are super important and I would have benefited them so much when I was wedding planning, just because I would have had that time to think through those things. You know what I mean? Like I literally was all over the place and I didn't even set my priorities for my wedding day. I just kind of did what I thought everyone did. And looking back, there are regrets where I wish I would have thought of, okay, who means most to me in this moment? How can I incorporate them? What are things that I could do? And I feel like it's so easy to get caught up in all the craziness. How old were you when you got married? I was 24. Yeah, 24. I feel like that's a really common age to get married. So if you could turn back time and tell 24-year-old Mackenzie, who is in the middle of planning her wedding, what would you want her to know? Because I feel like that's where a lot of these people are. Yeah. I wish I would have taken more time to enjoy those people that were there. And like, what I mean by that, and I know there's a lot of mixed feelings about that, is like, take the time to make my round around the tables to appreciate 
those who were there. Or if I wasn't going to do that, at least, you know, give people a handshake or a hug as they were leaving the church, like thinking through those things, because now the McKinsey five years later, it's in the back of my head thinking, wow, we didn't take the time to like tell people, thank you for coming. I hope they don't think that we didn't appreciate them, which I don't think they do, but you know what I mean? Thinking through those things, I wish I would have done that. Yeah. I have that thought too, honestly. And I just had my reception this year and I think it was because it was my reception and not my wedding that I like didn't think through it as intentionally as I did with my wedding. But I like still to this day, I'm like, I really hope that everybody knew that I was grateful because I didn't get to talk to anybody. And we talk about like, now there's this trend that I see in the bigger cities. We don't see it a lot in our little city, but of joining in on cocktail hour and like mingling with your guests at that point, because it can alleviate a lot of your stress during your reception because you don't feel like you have to do yeah. it during the reception and finding those little nano moments. If it's, I mean, as a photographer, whenever I see that they're doing like a, what is that called? The line, the receiving line, the receiving line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm always like, okay, this is going to take a while. But from your couple's perspective, I'm always so grateful that they get that moment to have like a one-on-one interaction with the people that they invited, you know? And I don't think people go to weddings expecting to have like this long conversation with the bride and groom. So I need, I need to take that out of my mind, but I think just thinking through, okay, how can I be more intentional on my day? How can I incorporate those that are very, very special to me? So one of the, one thing that happened that I thought was just genius is like when the bride was getting ready, she incorporated both her grandmas, her mom and her mother-in-law to do something special. So whether that was earrings, necklace, shoes, and it was just such a emotional moment and so special to capture for them to have forever. And there were happy tears got to share it. She with got, each individual person. Yes. And those people felt special because they, she asked them to do that, you know? And so I never, ever, ever would have thought of that for my wedding, yeah. you know? Yeah. So. Well, and I also feel like there's this narrative, which I agree with, and it's just like, take it with a grain of salt. Like it's my day. I want to do what I want. And yes, I agree with that. But then there's also like, what does future you want? What would future you want? Like would future you be glad that you like just partied 100% of the time or would future you be glad that you took that extra 30 minutes and did a receiving line or would future you be glad that you included your mother-in-law? Like it is those little things because you just hear it. Like it's about you. Do what you want. And like, I don't know, present you might want something different than future you. And like, I don't know, as photographers, do you guys like sometimes before I leave a wedding, I'm like, hey, are there any, is there like, do you want to do this photo? Like you said, let's do it later. And they're like, no. And I'm like, will future you regret not doing this photo? And they're always like, yes. And I'm like, okay, we're going to take the extra time and go find these people. That's good. I'm so glad you said that because honestly, I had that written out. I just didn't know how to say it. So you said it perfectly. It's just like, that's what I wish I would have done. I wish I would have taken the time to be more intentional in my planning. So my future me would have those special things and memories, to ha- you know, because I wanted to just have the party with my friends, which is okay. So what but, do you, what do you yeah. guys feel like distracts from that? Like, what is it that just dis- like in, I don't know if it's wedding planning culture or what it is, but distracts from like, Mm, is it just that it's not talked about? Is it that there's just such an emphasis on everything else? Like, what do you guys think? I think kind of like what Ashley just said, I, I think a lot of us just think wedding planning is my day or my wedding is my day. I'm going to do what I want, which is okay. I think that's very, very important. But sometimes I think that just makes us plan with some blinders on. And we all we think about is yeah. what we honor in that moment. And that just necessary. It's not saying that you're planning the wrong way. It's just saying, Hey, there might be a lot more over here that you're missing. If you kind of take those blinders off and think of it from a different angle. You know who I think is really good. I think, uh, moms and potentially dads could be really good at like 
like seeing those blind spots in the day, right? Because they're blinders, then they can see those. So I don't know if it would be helpful to go like to approach parents and be like, hey, do you guys think that there's anything that I'm missing that like any moments with anybody who's special to me that we might be missing? Uh, I could totally just see us breezing through the day and not doing this. Like, is there anyone that comes to mind that can be like, well, you know, your godmother's going to be there and da da da, or something like yes. parents just think about those things because I think they have a little bit more experience under their belt, you know, and they tend to just be more people minded, family minded, really, when it comes to the wedding day. So maybe it is in those moments when, when parents are like, hey, can, can we get a picture with so and so? Like, those are the moments that. That I think. I, I think another mind. thing too is to think about those who maybe are typically shy, right? That kind of they're very important to you, but they're going to be kind of back in the corner that you know may not get in all the photos. Or they wouldn't for that ask day. for a photo. Or, or they wouldn't, wouldn't ask, ask for a photo. Yeah. Or maybe someone that's you know sick that you is very very important to you that you know is going to be there on that day that you want. I think just making sure your photographer communicating that to your photographer is very, very important because yeah. I mean, there's so much going on that we're trying to capture, but if we know those things, we'll make sure to make that happen for you. So I think that's important. I yeah, like, I, I totally want to go agree. ahead and, and pivot a different direction. Uh, since we are on the topic of photography, one of the things that I think that, you know, when I think of McKinsey and I think when others think of, of you and your photography, one of the things that comes to mind is like emotion filled photos. Oh boy. And so hmm. um, I, the question that I have, and, and really, because I know there's so many people that are drawn to that, like, and not just with you, but in all of their photos, like I know that there's just these random moments that are captured, like on our day, there were some moments that they weren't smile cheese, or they weren't posed or anything, they just kind of happened and our photographer ca uh, caught them on our wedding day. And it just meant so much to us because they were so special, special. And those were some of our favorite moments. Is there anything that you do to try to help set the tone for the day, to capture those moments? Is there any advice that you have for couples who maybe desire those moments? Anything that they can do to try to help those happen in front of the camera? Yes, I'm, I, I think that's really my why is I love capturing those emotions on a wedding day. I love wedding days for that reason, because it's just jam packed full of laughs and cries and all things. But um, there's definitely some, I say things while let's just say uh, the bride and her mom or someone special to her as she's getting ready, right? I feel like the normal person for photographers, it's very normal for us to have a camera like right in your face. Like that's just how, how we live. But I think for the person on the other end, as a photographer, you have to welcome that into the atmosphere. So you have to say basically like, it's okay if you cry, it's okay if when you hug, you know, tears start streaming down your face, just embrace it. Don't, don't fight it back. Oh um, my gosh. Preach, preach. <laughs> reach and the freaking bridesmaids and anybody who's like don't cry you'll ruin your makeup I'm like girl it's makeup you can put some more back on yeah. like don't hold your emotions back yeah yes because I feel like I get honestly it I, get it. I feel like that is what when we're holding back our emotions and I say this to my brides all the time you know I feel like my brides are the most nervous right before the ceremony at least I was like my heart is actually yeah. beating thinking about the ceremony um I always tell them don't fight those nerves because it's only going to feel worse. I always tell them just to feel them realize they're there and just kind of write it out because once we try to fight them, we get really, really anxious. And then we start getting sweaty palms, if that makes any sense. So, yeah, so yeah. it sounds like you're just yeah. encouraging and giving people permission to just permission, be present with their emotions, yeah. whatever they are. If they're, if they're anxious, if they're, it's happy tears if they're whatever like whatever yeah. those emotions are just let them happen right and I think it's so funny because we think that these emotions and sometimes they do just happen but when you have a camera in your face I feel like people really do like to have permission because yeah. they're like oh okay I'm not gonna look weird in the photo or oh okay she's she's totally down for this we don't have to wait till she gets out the room to have our tears happen so I feel like that just kind of sets the tone for the day for Gosh, sure. I feel like that is, I mean, and that make that makes so much sense. You know, I think some people who knows what they might think. I know that I think a lot of us are, you know, we are, 
we're relational with our couples, at least, you know, us three in our calls and we, you know, like to be a part of the day and have fun and, and that kind of thing. But, you know, there might be some people who hire photographers and, and maybe they don't have a connection with them and maybe they don't feel like they have permission to like cry or they yeah. think that whoever is the videographer, the photographer is going to think that they're silly or, or dumb, right. you know, for showing right. that moment. So I can totally see the value in saying, Hey, this is, this is okay. You can, whatever you're feeling, you're allowed to feel, and that's okay. Exactly. Yep. And that, it, I think that just helps so much. It also, this all reminds me too of what we talked about earlier in like creating margin and boundaries. Like I feel like if they're practiced in creating these or like having margin, that there is that space to be comfortable. I mean, yes. going like in all there's all these thoughts coming in my mind even from like a timeline perspective like creating margin in your timeline to feel so you're not going from thing to thing to thing to thing to thing to thing to I'm having light bulbs go off in my mind actually that was incredible that was incredible I love how you brought that back around and so honestly so do you remember I I had a conversation with Ashley (laughs) off air a while back about how frustrated I was um with like couples booking my six hour package when they need more. And it's like, okay, we can do it in six, but like we're running, like we're running guys. Like, and so ultimately at the end of the day, like I realized like that's on me. I'm not educating enough. I'm not explaining enough. Like I need to, I need to explain that, but remove the six hour package. (laughs) Well, and you know, I didn't end up removing it because there are some cases where I feel like Mm -hmm. it works, but Mm -hmm. it's like, we got to have a conversation and that's the direction I decided to go is like, Hey, if you want a six hour, let's just go ahead and talk about what you want on the day of, and let's just knock out a timeline in 15 minutes. And like, so you can at least know realistically what you want. This, this can't happen or even, yeah. So anyways, but margin on the wedding day, like is so, and we're actually like, there's going to be an episode that we released last Friday where we talk about like, the pace of your reception and things like that. But I think but these it's, are things you don't think about as no, a bride. Like literally no, I, don't. I see this all now and you guys too, because we've seen hundreds of weddings, but no one else has. And so I would never, ever in a million years would have thought, Oh, I need an extra 15 minutes with my mom. You know what I mean? On that day mm-hmm. to welcome those emotions in. It's yeah. just, it's just crazy. I don't know why we don't yeah. do that, but. Honestly, either go ahead, Ashley. Well, I was just thinking like when we were talking earlier in the episode about like writing down your priorities, my mind always goes to like, okay, what are your like vendor priorities? You know, that's where my mind goes because we talk about that a lot. Like what are your vendor priorities? Like put your budget, like literal budget there. But as far as like priorities in this aspect, it's like, what do you want to walk away from your wedding like feeling like where are your priorities in that regard? Like, how do you want to feel when it's over? What will you like be really excited that you did? And like, if it's creating extra time with mom, which way, way side note here, because I feel like I need to mention this a thousand more times. The father of the groom has like the easiest and worst position of the whole wedding day. He gets nothing. He gets like no moments on the wedding day. So like if you're so true. a groom and you're a groom and your dad is close to you, like figure out some way to have something special there because he's like never around. Yeah. That's so true. So that was very side note, but no, I, I feel I like very it. bad for fathers of the grooms. <laughs> I'm like, oh, man, like somebody, these people get dances. These people get first looks like. Gosh, so I just, I wish that. This is, and this, Ashley, this is our heart behind this podcast. Like, these are the things, like, I wish that somehow we could get this information out so it became so much more mainstream because I feel like there needs to be, like, this revamp of, like, priorities in the wedding industry when it comes to, like, because it's so easy. Like, we know our jobs are easier if we just work the format. There's a format of a wedding day. We talked about it. If we just do Mm -hmm. this, 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 it's easier on us, but it's not doing our couples justice. And because of this is the way it is at every wedding, they think that this is how their wedding has to be. And so there's, there's gotta be like this line to where they're, they're the information is at least 
put in front of them to where they know like, hey, it's really common that a lot of people regret not spending time with their brother or their dad or their so-and-so. It's always not spending time with people. That's what it always is. is. Totally. And so I'm just, I'm just like thinking, I just wish like, how can we, I I don't know. I I, I wish it was people knew like this is a potential pitfall. Like this is a potential regret that you will feel. And then from that point, like if there was this resource, like, think through you know the people that blah 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 like this very applicable pdf that they could work through that helps them think through this this kind of stuff but because i can even think like i didn't have a moment with my dad on my wedding day and i don't think my wife spent very much time with her mom her mom was doing a lot of stuff on the day of my mom was at walmart getting earring backs for my earrings which is not important by the way and she missed all of my getting ready photos. And I, that yeah. is, I told Ashley, that's one of my big things I regret for sure. Day of like, wedding coordinator. There, yeah. Like yeah, I day think. Day of wedding coordinator. Like I just know that you, I know you guys got married a year ago, Ashley, but I even know now that you would probably do some things differently with your reception, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. I, Mackenzie, I know there are stuff that you said. There are things that I, and, it, it, and it's always like we have this hindsight afterwards, like, oh, I would do this different. I would do this different. I would do this different. Um, and so Total I just want to minimize some of that stuff, you know, at for least with like the important stuff. Go ahead. Sorry. Total side note. What, for my reception, we only did one line through the food line. I, I wish we would have done like both sides of the table just because it took forever. That's one thing I never even thought about. When I was wedding. Planning. Wow. Sorry, that was side note. Sorry. No, just, I'm glad you said things that. Like that. So in all of this and and everything that we're talking about, like I think the big thing that can help couples avoid a lot of the chaos on the wedding day, the chaos before, like during planning, and then I mean, even like lifelong, like into marriage, is this idea yeah. of embracing margin. And, and again, going back to it is you're not just like slamming pack your wedding planning schedule. You're not slamming pack. You're not making that like your day of wedding timeline jam packed. You're not jam packing your life. Like as you begin to live and become, you know, this new Mr. and Mrs. or Mr. and Mr. and Mrs. and Mrs. Whoever you are, like you're not packing your life full and spending every second of every day. That's kind of what it sounds like we're kind of getting to. And Chris, I think it does boil down to just having the margin. So you have time to connect with yourself and with others, like not just like the social media connect, like sit down in silence, think about what is important to you, who is important to you and how you can incorporate those people and things into your day for sure. Yeah. I think this also will allow you to like cultivate your relationship with your fiance, husband, person, because without margin, you run through life and don't have any time to just like sit and reflect even with them or create space to date them and to be in this time with them. Because before you know it, it's over and you look back and you're like, wow, I spent the last six to 18 months planning and feeling crazed that I didn't even get to like enjoy it with my person. Yeah. Mackenzie, how did your husband react to like you wanting to embrace this new life, you know, that was probably so different from what y'all's lives had been before? Oh, yes. Um, it has been an adjustment. I mean, it's been very, very, very good for our marriage. I'll just put it that, at that. Like our marriage is thriving now that I have time to like even I don't even know how to explain it, but I can sense I'm so, and I'm not perfect at this, but I, when he comes home from work, I can literally feed off of his energy and know how he's feeling if he had a good day or a bad day. But when I had no margin, which was my life for the past four or five years, I was too exhausted to read any of that. And so our relationship has definitely thrived because of the margin for sure. I know that whenever we have seasons of busyness. It's never because of Lara. <laughs> like it, It's not because of her. It's always because of me. And it's always because of maybe some extra projects or extra things that I'm wanting to do. So essentially I'm putting more things into our schedule, these, these yeah. different things. And easy and to I, do. Yes. It's so easy to do. Not mm-hmm. everything that's a good thing or a Without fun thing. Without boundaries. 
needs to make it into your into our lives. And so now, so we talked about margin. Let's let's get back to because you can't achieve margin without creating boundaries. Like you have Absolutely. to create the boundaries, and then that's what gets you to this margin. Um, so I don't necessarily know what direction to go with it, but I do know, and it is helpful that we just had an episode and we talked to Greta. And, and so we talked a little bit about boundaries there and relationships, but now this is different because this is like time and schedule boundaries. And for some it's reason, like I feel like people are way more protective of their time boundaries than maybe their relational boundaries. Sorry, I'm thinking. Yeah, I'm too. thinking too. I'm so sorry. No, it's fine. I think, I think actually, I personally, I feel like I'm the opposite. Well. <laughs> I'm just bad at boundaries. I'm thinking if too. I'm being because honest. I don't, you're what? I'm just bad at boundaries. Like I'm. I don't set boundaries for myself. I feel like I'm worse on myself though. Like I'm not protective of my time at all, which is a problem. I, I, need to I think that's about. most of us though. Definitely. Yeah. I'm really protective of my time. No, I'm not. I meant I was thinking out loud and that was <laughs> Chris. Okay. Sorry. I was thinking too. You're, you were basically saying that was really good. What you said, but, basically you're saying, but how do we, how do we set boundaries? Yeah. Yeah. Or just like the, again, the practical takeaway. So it's like, okay, we, we know we want the margin in our lives, but we have to have but boundaries, to have the margin. margin. We have but to we have boundaries. to have, yes. So how do we get the bound? Like what, what is the I think first we step need, or the first few I, steps? I think you have to take the hard step of reflecting on where you want to be, what you want to accomplish in life. And this changes all the time. But, and you need to really dig into what, what inspires you and what drains you and then create boundaries to the things that drain you, you know, even with wedding planning, is there things that absolutely just stress you out, make you just despise the process? Um, can you have someone help you with that? Can you have a friend or your mom or someone do that part for you? I think even in our personal lives as well, there's so many things, but. Okay. I definitely think that's yeah. that's really good. If it if it's draining you, it's like outsource it, or like right. put yourself a boundary of I'm only going to do one of these things that I'm not looking forward to a day. Like I'm not going to fill my entire day up with all these things that I don't want to do. And maybe right. even it's a boundary, like because I think people can also become consumed in the identity of wedding planning and yes. like I'm a bride and then they're done being a bride and they're like oh my gosh who am I now because there were no there was no margins they didn't have life outside of wedding planning and so creating that boundary of maybe I only accomplish like one big wedding related thing a week and then like I'm staying off Pinterest so I can like continue to be myself yeah and yes. foster my relationship foster my individuality and so I don't get wrapped up in the identity of I'm a bride who am I outside of that because that's something that happens to a lot of people they're like I don't know what to do with myself anymore absolutely yeah I think I think that's huge Ashley all of that is really good the last the only last thing that I would add to this conversation about boundaries is and trying to figure out what boundaries to set is thinking about, and I think you kind of touched on this, Mackenzie, but thinking about the life that you want to have, like who do you want to be? What do you want your marriage to look like? What do you want your relationship with your kids to look like? How much time do you want to give your kids? How much time do you want to give your partner? How much time do you want to spend working? How much time do you want to spend playing disc golf? Like doing all of these other things that you want to do. And then, because truly like if we don't almost like, manifest the life that we want like in our mind like we're never gonna have that life or if we don't exactly. think about the life that we want to have and i know ashley and i i've talked to you about this ashley like the whole reason i'm an entrepreneur and i do uh, number one i love weddings and i love to photograph them but this lifestyle helps helps our family live the life that we want to live and so everyone i think just okay. kind of needs to figure that out you know like what life do you want to live yeah Absolutely. Yeah. And I feel like going off of boundaries, just one more thing that I have felt like would be very beneficial for anyone planning a wedding is just 
you know, making sure that you're living in rhythm because a lot of times we've talked about this is it's so chaotic and just making sure that first off, you're taking care of yourself during this crazy time. Totally. And then you have margin with those boundaries and then you're able to freely and creatively like create for your wedding, you know, mind instead of your mind being full of all the voices in your head of how you should be planning your wedding. It just gives you that much more room to kind of be creative with it. So. Well, dude, go ahead, Ashley. I was just, I have a question on rhythms. Yeah. So what does like being in a rhythm look like for someone? Well, I feel, I have a really good book. I'm going to recommend to you guys. It's called rhythms of renewal by Rebecca Lyons. She's amazing. They also have a podcast, but she goes through these four things, rest, restore, connect, create. And so it's basically getting in a rhythm of those to kind of eliminate that anxiety or that anxiousness. And if you're out of balance in any of those, you tend to get a little anxious or maybe, um, you know, sometimes we move those around and we get out of balance. I don't know. It's just really inspiring. It's a great way to live. Renew. Relax. Rest, restore, connect, create. Okay. Connect and create kept sticking. (laughs) All of those just sound so peaceful. Yes. And and I think that's her whole, that's her whole thing. She's trying to teach is basically how can we eliminate all of this anxiousness in the world that we live in? And, and she nails it. She's really inspiring. So, but it, it starts with boundaries and margin. And so rhythm, I, rhythms, <laughs> I think you can use the word practices as well with rhythms. Rhythms just oh, yeah. has a little bit more of like a, I don't know, it just like a lighter. I mean, you're doing the movement. I know it's I like, like it. it's, it's just, I don't know, but yeah, practices, I think those words are, are kind of the same. And so, yeah, I really, really, I've read up on some, some books that talk about, there's one, there's a book called to hell with the hustle that I was pretty big on. Um, yeah, you the, I need to read that. Yeah. That guy, Jefferson Bethke. And he talks, that one has more of a, a, a biblical kind of, um, backdrop to it, but it's the same kind of idea is implementing practices into your life that don't lead to burnout, that de-stress mm-hmm. that, um, that just don't have us living in this, in this mm. chaos. You guys have me feeling so good and hopeful about the world right now. <laughs> I'm like going to get on this plane and I'm going to like be listening to these books on rhythms. You better. Be very light. You better. And margin. Oh my gosh. I need all the margin. The margin. And I'm going to send you this link for this timer. Yes. Yes, yes. for sure. Please send me the link for the clock. We'll include that in the show notes too, because you guys, our mouths dropped. Yeah. So we were both like, <laughs> Mackenzie, is there any any last bits of advice, anything else that you want to to finish with? I know you kind of gave a last one, but we always like to give just our guests one more opportunity to just kind of share anything that's on their mind that maybe didn't get brought up. Um, the floor is yours to just share anything that you might want to. I think really just what I have learned over the past six months is that life is so, it goes so fast. And if we don't take the time to change courses, if it's just chaos, if we feel like we can't be intentional, we can't feel, we can't um, actually feel like we're living life that you're never, you're never going to change courses and it will be over before you know it. And I think the root of even this podcast and why we wanted to start this is all because If you don't create a wedding with intention, you're not creating a wedding with soul. And so to wrap everything up, it's like we're even talking like these boundaries are important for you to create a wedding with soul. These uh, margin in your life will help you to create a wedding with soul and a life with soul where you don't just get wrapped up in why is my life literally consumed by this? I don't have time for this create those boundaries, create that margin, get into a rhythm and it'll all come back to just be like a very fulfilling time in your life and something you can look back on fondly and potentially have like less regrets. I think it's going to be natural that something will come up. Like you can't, for me, it was the like my reception I talk about. I have regrets for not saying hello to everybody, but at the same time I wanted to be on the dance floor most of the time. So like you can't have it all, but it can at least help you move forward with intentionality, which 
then you're not just blindly moving, you know? So Goosebumps. good, you guys. Oh, both of those answers were just so good. That was I- really good, Ash. Oh, thanks, Kins. Well, Kinsey, where can everybody find you on social media? Yes, because your you website. guys are going to want to follow her because, again, you're going to want to watch her stories and everything. All the inspiration. All of it. Just all of calm. it. There's so many good things going on there. It, I think it will keep you, like, if this is something that you're like, yeah, I want I, I want some um, yes. margin in my life. I want to yes, embrace yes, yes. peace and stuff like that. Like, I think following Mackenzie will help you stay motivated as you pursue It'll that. remind you too she totally. me following mckenzie reminds me to slow the heck down <laughs> you can find me on instagram at mactography mk and then also my website is mactographymk.com. mckenzie thank you so much for being on the show we're so again so thankful and so excited that you were able to join us everybody uh, go and give her a follow on social media we always want to encourage you guys if you're not following us excuse me, The Bridal Breakdown on Instagram. You can follow us at The Bridal Breakdown. You can join us in our Facebook community. Uh, the The link for both of those is in the show notes. And uh, man, we love to connect with you guys. If you're thinking with anything, if you're processing anything, hit us up, let us know. And you guys have a fantastic day. We'll talk to you real soon. Bye. <laughs>